The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. everybody welcome back to another edition of the teardown my name is jeff luck and i'm sitting right next to my co-worker jordan bianchi we are motorsports writers for the athletic and we're talking about the duels and previewing the daytona 500 we are sitting in the driver's meeting room at daytona international speedway after we've just watched the duels it's a thursday night and a few days away from the the daytona 500 and the field is finally set and we know who's going to be in it, even though we haven't seen one bit of practice yet. <laughs> so. so weird. I just we we just didn't talk about that. We'll get into that. <laughs> that's a that's a weird one, but uh, yes, quite the uh, you know uh, with I don't know what twenty five laps to go or something. I was messaging you and I was like, we're gonna have nothing. To talk uh, yeah, about. I think it was like fifteen laps to go. <laughs> it was like, right before it was right before the the crash that changed everything. Yes, yes. Well, it certainly did because uh, at least the makeup of the field because. Uh, Austin Hill was going to be in um, Connor Daly driving the crap box that is the number fifty car wow. for well it is it doesn't even hold together they, they have made a zillion the, problems they made it into the Daytona five hundred two straight years I just want to point that out well, smoke and mirrors wonderful. baby I mean, smoke and mirrors they I mean look good for them yeah, they mean, made it you know what they, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good and today they were very lucky they did not crash and that's about all they did not do I mean his car was about <laughs> hopping to the moon. Um, I've never seen like, you know, when they showed it on TV, like, and he was talking in his car about, Oh, you know, it's jumping all it looked around. like a supercross track. He's, I felt like he was going over supercross track, but I, I was like, I was all the way up in the press box, like super high up it's in very the high. sky. Right. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could see, like, I wonder if I could visibly see from this far away, like without <laughs> binoculars or anything. Yes, I absolutely could. I mean, it was like, it, it looked like it was about to like pogo stick up like over the fence or something. It was wild. I've never seen a car do that before. Um, I mean, it made like the the porpoising from F one look look super tame. Lewis Hamilton is watching this somewhere, going, Connor. I know what you feel like, buddy. I get it. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, man. Connor's was way worse. But uh, it looks. I mean, they they got it straightened out. They got it going around the track. But uh, lapped. Two but, big things happened. Uh-huh. One was the first caution that when uh, Justin Haley's window side window fell out, and they got the precaution because then they could make adjustments to it and they right. said that that was the, the then the car felt better after that and at least gave them a fighting chance to put themselves in a position where they could do something because if they don't get that caution I, I don't know if he is able to stay on the track yeah he probably he might just have to be like all right this done. is undrivable yeah. yeah. already yeah. crashes trying yeah, to do something of that nature so without that caution you don't you're not in a position to capitalize on the second one and then when kyle bush and daniel suarez got together it was like whoa <laughs> yeah how about that i mean you know, I tweeted in the moment, which sometimes my tweets are wrong. In no, the really? You know, like I'll see something Never. happen live. I tweet it. And then re- later on the replay, you go, oh, that's what happened. But <laughs> I'm trying to describe what just happened, what I just saw. Yeah. Right. So I tweet Daniel Suarez turned Kyle Bush. 
And I got all these replies going, no, Kyle Larson got into Suarez from behind, blah, blah. Well, then they show the side angle. So, but so in that moment, I was like, uh oh, maybe that was like a chain reaction thing. And I just was a little bit hasty. Then they show the side angle. Larson was not anywhere near that. No. Uh, Suarez was just getting over aggressive. He was way too far out mm-hmm. on the right side and ends up. And apologized for it over the radio, too, which was a telltale sign. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't really matter after that. No, but, but I'm saying is oh. he, he admitted fault. Oh, I see. Well, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, well, I mean. I'm saying, but, but the people that were watching, though, obviously didn't see that. Yes. And then, well, so, okay. And so I when Soares yes, yes. apologizes for it, I mean, that's. Well, just... once they showed the replay that Larson was, had nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with that at all. Um, but yeah, that was. It, it was, I think, you'll have to tell me whether you agree. If Kyle Busch is now not a Chevy teammate with Suarez and he's still in a Toyota, does he shred him for that out of the care center? Because he was, he was pretty, I mean, he was just like, I don't really know what, why he was doing yeah, that. But he, he wasn't like, that is an idiot. You know, what, why would he do what a moron or you know, nothing like that? Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but it seems like he probably was probably a little bit mindful of the situation that this is a Chevy teammate and there's no need to to go down that road race one like you know let's just get out of here and unfortunately but it, it sucks I mean he had a really good car and I was you know looking up like did Kyle Busch ever win a duel before and I was because it was curious and it's it, I, I mentioned it to you like him winning Kyle Busch winning the Daytona 500 or starting off his tenure with RCR in this manner of winning a duel and then putting himself in position in the 500 like man that's a that's a juicy storyline well, and look, I mean, he was, it seemed like he was on his way to a win or at least to have something close to it. I mean, we, you never know what's going to happen on the last lap or yeah. whatever. He was in position. Um, but he was in good position. Uh, and of course, he would have started, you know, say in the top five or something. Um, had he, had he won that, uh, or, or been close. And, um, you know, instead, now it looks like we we don't have the information at, at this time. We're like literally right after the race here, but um, he's probably going to a backup car. They're I mean, trying. Bob Cockers, uh-huh. esteemed Bob Cockers, said that they are going to try to make repairs to the eight car, but it looks like they probably gonna have to go to backup. I mean, that's that pretty. I, decent yeah, I mean, to me, like, I mean, I see that. I see like a crash like that. I'm not yeah. even thinking backup. I mean, I don't know. That was pretty extensive. Right. Right. And and yeah, I mean, I know you have a couple of days of practice, but you need I don't to, know. You need to get. You need to have your car ready to go tomorrow because you need to make sure you're practicing tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's true too. Um. So anyway, that the the second race ends up being quite compelling because um, it looked like so Austin Cindric was sort of in control there, and then he he jumps up a line. Um, and, you know, tries to go high, tries to make a move, seemed like too early, I guess. Todd Gilliland is like a uh, very motivated, by the way, Todd Gilliland. Who very is, is motivated. Not, um, a lot to prove. He, you know, he's he's not getting a full season in, in his car, although he's picked up some races, but he's not getting a full season with front row. And, you know, it looks like, oh, he could win. He stays down low. He gets a push from Larson. He's like, I'll, I'll let these guys push me on the bottom and see if I can compete on the top. Um, Almarola, though. Uh, ends up being quite masterful. You know, Amarillo is really yeah, good at, he's, at he's good in these racing. Races, yeah. and, um, and then when Gilliland almost gets turned, um, then the, the pack sort of breaks up and Amarola ends up sort of just sailing away with it. Uh, but great save from Gilliland to not collect the whole yeah. field. I mean, he would have collected at least Larson, Keselowski, a whole bunch of guys behind them. That could have been a real big one. Um, as it was, the damage is sort of limited to, you know, Kyle Busch, Riley Herbst, 
uh, and Austin Hill. Very unfortunate for Austin. I mean, he was doing what he needed to do. Yeah, he was he was running good laps, put himself in position, and just basically with Connor's issues, it was like just don't do anything to take yourself out, and he didn't do anything to take himself out. It was just bad luck. So here's here's a question though. So of course Pastrana was still in it at the time, but Hill would have been the next one to fall mm-hmm. back on time had Pastrana finished ahead of yep. Hill. So Connor Daly was a lap down. Yep. And a non factor. Yep. Um I know where you're going with this. Well, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously. I, but I, you're asking if you can drop back, right? Well, could he have played it a little bit safer and more conservatively? Yeah, I mean I would maybe drop the end of the line. It's the only concern I have there is is if you do lose a lap or you fall, you lose the draft and this thing stays green all of a sudden who knows what happens right you don't want to fall down a lap because then you're on the same lap with connor and then that opens up possibilities there so I, maybe you find it i don't know who did he have a teammate in this duel did he have austin or uh well, kyle, kyle bush but kyle bush wasn't going to be a, a player so Not i mean that if, far back. yeah so i don't you have to have a teammate to kind of help as your wingman there i, I just it's a tough scenario well, as it as it happens, as Pastrana gets bumped in the middle of that or whatever, and, and ends up making contact with Hill, Pastrana uh, obviously was didn't do it on purpose, but he later texts Connor Daly hashtag You're welcome <laughs> um, because he took out he he got Connor Daly into the 500 by taking out Austin Hill inadvertently, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Pastrana made it too. NASCAR ends up if you would have listed the storylines of the open cars, uh, NASCAR ended up with their top four storylines at least the a clear top three i don't know where you would have put the other storyline but um jimmy johnson makes it on time travis mm-hmm. Pastr- travis pastrana who i mean that his presence in the daytona 500 is pretty big that's yeah. extremely cool he mm-hmm. makes it uh, on time and then connor daly who again like i mean how do you feel his, about that car jeff hit that car i mean first of all I feel bad for Connor. I mean, I guess I shouldn't. He he made the Daytona 500, but you know he he makes a start at the Roval, and that car had a weird steering thing breaking and just like turns him into the wall, um, which was like his first Cup experience, right? So he's like, okay, you know, this deal gets thrown together last minute. Um, he's got that sponsor Todd Alt who does the Bit Nile thing, and that guy absolutely believes in Connor, is backing him, all the stuff, and wants to be in the 500. So they, they get this deal together, um, and, you know, that team is just – they've run inconsistently. You know, it's – it's Inconsistently? It's, they run pretty consistently. It's just not well. <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. I meant, like, they haven't made very many starts. Yeah, yeah. But, They'd only made, like, what, five starts? Yeah, very limited something. schedule. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they – okay, like, they're, they're going to try to do this again. They, they made it last year. Um but you know they they couldn't run in qualifying. They they had some electrical thing that burned a hole in the oil line. So they they were the only car to not even make a lap. <laughs> um, so he's watching everybody else in qualifying. Then today comes that their radio like got chewed up or, or something like something was totally messed up with the radio like a couple hours before the race. Like squirrels it was, it did had it or holes something? in it or something. Yeah, he said it looked like rodents got into it or something. <laughs> so he when they started the engines. I don't know if he didn't have his helmet on. Connor Daly did not have his helmet on when they started the engines for that race. There was that much of a scramble to get everything going. 
Um, then he start, get, rolls off pit road and it's doing the bouncing thing. They fix the bouncing thing. He can't even drive it in the corners. Um, you know, he's going to lap down even after they made the fixes or whatever from that first car. Yeah, he lost the about. La- he lost the draft, lost the lap. Yeah. I mean, he, he could not go. He, he could, it was, that car stunk. And, you know, Tony Uri Jr. tried to make some changes on it and they, they stuck with it and they needed a miracle pretty much. And that's what that's, happened. Yeah. I mean, they got in. Got so bad. I talked to his mom um, after the race. It got so bad after the initial caution. Like things were going bad. It was bouncing. She's like, I got to go for a walk. I just, the last 24 hours have been absolutely miserable. I am just going for a walk. And she's like, I, I can't do this. So she walked through the fan zone. I mean, I, I can't blame her. I mean, and Connor himself said he didn't even sleep. Yeah. At, like last night pretty much at all um and i guess i guess he had said too he said on mrn that he had bought the bought a plane ticket to la to see his girlfriend <laughs> uh because he was so confident basically that he wasn't going to make it but i mean so if you bought it last night i mean you still got you're still within that 24-hour window you might be able to get a reimbursement well you know there's no change fees anymore i, don't, I thought sometimes they, they charge you well, well they get, charge you the fair difference yeah that's true he can just his cancel mom, and get his there. mom only has like one pair of clothes with her she doesn't have a hotel room tonight she has no idea where she's sleeping she goes i may be sleeping in my car <laughs> well hotels are expensive trust me because i'm staying uh, i, I, I got bad luck with the hotel and i looked for you tonight did it to yourself. And, uh, you did it to yourself yes it was a bad idea from the get-go it was you're staying at the motel equivalent of connor daly's car <laughs> that's a very accurate statement yes, everything that yes. can go wrong has gone wrong except the reviews for my car for my hotel were were positive yeah that's uh i guess the bit now car looks good on the outside but it's not so great on the inside <laughs> although my hotel doesn't look good on the outside either but anyway it's, it's, no offense i love you to death it is one of the dumbest things you've ever done like it had good it, reviews. I don't 4. Three stars. It's a motel, Jeff. I've, have you seen the motels in Daytona? Well, that's the thing. When you're comparing it against other motels in Daytona, maybe it is a four star yeah, like, hotel. I mean, but a thirsty man will drink anything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm I I'm very scared to see what the other motels look like. I mean, jeez. Anyway, <laughs> seven holes in my ceiling. Why would there be holes in my ceiling? I can tell seven you why, but this is a kid friendly podcast, okay. so I don't want to tell you. It why. is. You know, so I got a, a comment that I want. I forgot to share with you. Somebody on Twitter, or maybe it was a DM, sent me and said, "You know, I really appreciate you having a podcast that I can listen to with my kids in the car as well." And I thought of like. Uh, your dating stories and stuff, and I thought, well, maybe we, I don't know. But I anyway, keep those, I keep those PG. Now, if you want to hear the on the un PG friendly ones, just you know, oh, is we, that a different podcast? Yeah, we can we can start it. <laughs> we'll start a, uh, the tear down okay. after dark. Well, anyway, um, yeah. So that, but, but look, you know, Tony Uri Jr. said on the radio, Connor Daly afterwards. Now we got two days of practice. Yep. Okay, and that's again, we we were going to talk that about that before, but it is like totally ridiculous to not have practice right like i mean i get yeah. why like the okay the teams you know what and they don't they don't practice that much and stuff but at least give them a shakedown session it's this is a, the biggest race of the year so i agree with that like you at least give them a shakedown the but here's my thing is like i don't like it just it felt like there was no build-up no anticipation like you just oh all of a sudden they're qualifying for the daytona 500 You're like what what's going on here like there is no guys going out there just kind of pushing laps like oh this guy's kind of fast or what's going on here like and again maybe it's silly maybe it's just maybe us making too much of it but i feel like there's it just went from like no racing to like oh the daytona 500 tier there was i like a little bit of buildup. one of my favorite traditions every single year um has been like the first thing you do the, the first sort of action at daytona the, you know the garage opens everybody's unloading their cars and the, the field rolls out for that first practice. They all come, you know, sort of make that long drive down 
uh, the alleyway there and they, they turn out to pit road. They all line up on pit road and they all run out together as a pack and you hear them going around the track and you hear them coming off turn four and you can't see them yet when you're standing like on pit road on the yeah. front stretcher right behind pit wall. And all of a sudden the field, you know, like however many are running together, you know, 20 cars just sort of like explode by you and you're like, boom. And it's like NASCAR's back, you know, mm-hmm. um, that didn't happen this year. It was just like, boom. oh, hey, yeah. oh, qualifying way, qualifying's now. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like, oh, that car's on the lap posting a qualifying time. Like, oh, yeah, right, this is, it just felt weird. Like, and I get it. Like, I, I mean, from the team's perspective, and again, the teams did say like they didn't want, they don't feel the necessary to have practice at super speedway racing. And NASCAR's like, okay, you don't want practice at super speedway racing, but in, I, I, I guess you'd be careful what you ask for. But I will say again, like this is the first race of the year, so I would say like just because it's the first race of the year, let these guys shake down the car a little bit. You know, let them let them shake out the gremlins. And again, it's the Daytona 500. You need a little bit of. A build up. You need a little bit of like excitement of like, oh man, a little bit of teasing. Of like, this is what's to come instead of just, oh, here's single car qualifying. Here you go. Yeah. And also, like, you know, there was some teams that weren't at the clash too. I mean, you have like the Chandler Smith situation, the the Pastrana situation. Connor Daly Smith. um, (laughs) Yeah. Connor Daly's team. Um, Chandler Smith, had there been practice, he's probably in the Daytona 500 on speed um, because they they were talking about. I think at one point, uh, when he ran a lap, I, I think he had I think he had lost the draft. Or yeah, something. they said good news, bad news. Right? Yes, yes. You heard the same exchange. Yeah. Chris Rice said to Brett Griffin, yeah, which is great to listen to, by the way. Um, basically, I, I I believe the 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 stat was he had run. I, I think it was by himself. He had run the, what would have been the second fastest lap yeah. in qualifying yesterday, um, and he obviously didn't make it because they couldn't even make it around the track with their the battery issues or whatever that they had and the, the wires weren't connected right or something um and you know so then he had to race his way in and then he sped on pit road and that was the end of that that now that's self-inflicted but still like he would have had a fall he would have had a qualifying time to fall back on though that's, that's the true diff- too that's the and he probably he might have been locked in already and so. i was gonna say too if you do have practice you do have an opportunity to drivers often will go down pit road to get a gauge of what they can do, especially guys who don't have experience of getting in and out of pit stalls. So maybe that doesn't happen as well. Well, yeah. And like Pastrana, for instance, um, he was talking about how a major reason why he's running the truck race, Mm -hmm. like during truck practice and stuff, he's going to like try to make pits, you know, practice making coming in and out of pit entry and pit road. And because he has no experience doing this and he needs more reps oh he has experience but he hasn't done it in a while well not in a cup car no not in a cup car but he's done it in an, in an xfinity car to some oh degree. sure sure but, yes, I mean, but, but you're right but he doesn't have experience like in a cup car which is much different and jimmy johnson said that too like i was talking i asked him afterwards like what's the, what was your big takeaway from the next gen car he goes man the braking like he goes i hit the brakes on pit road and like three cars just flew by me and he's like i quickly realized that i didn't need to be so you know i forgot what you know hard on him or whatever yeah but again like they don't yeah. know that right so i mean well i mean all the jimmy's tested jimmy got to test it. at least jimmy got a test yeah i mean but it's yeah I, i'll tell you what man i don't want to be around i don't want to be around no offense to travis pashana i, I don't want to be around him on pit road on on sunday especially early on why because he's not done this before like you said like this is he doesn't have a lot of experience and making a green flag pit stop when you've got everybody else around you or you've got to be precise like that's not good yeah, That's a little I mean, worrisome. I who would you? I mean, I'd I'd much rather end up, you know, racing with him and being around him um, in the draft than Connor Daly. Not because I don't trust Connor Daly, but I don't trust his car. 
It just no, feels yeah, like, I like mean, do you think that car is going to make it 500 miles? No, no, of course not. I don't. I mean, they're going to be lucky to make it 50. <laughs> Ouch. Well, they barely, I mean, they needed two cautions. To, they needed a caution tonight to, like, figure out the bouncy thing. Yeah. It looked like it had hydraulics on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it should be man. No, and that's the thing. Like, it's not, like, we should be very clear. This was not connor's fault like he did no he did no. everything he could i mean he was on the radio like i am literally like i'm going i'm he's like i'm sorry guys i'm not letting not off the, i am not yeah. i am literally holding the gas as far down as it can go and I, there's nothing i can do here it's not his fault he did it, it there's nobody in that situation that could have done anything better it's just you are a victim of your car here but you know what he ends up making it however he made it he's hey, in the daytona 500 better be lucky than good man um and and that's a really cool feather in his cap um not so much you know, drama for, for Zane Smith. Uh, no, pretty, straightforward run, easy. good run. I mean, once Chandler Smith sped, that was that was. It was it. Once Chandler Smith sped, Jimmy Johnson locked in, so and he wasn't right. going to do anything crazy. No. It was just like, Zane, just take it easy. And that's smart. And Front Row built really good race cars. We saw it tonight with Zane. He was running up there well. Um, Todd Gillen was running well. Like, that was a really good, just straightforward, don't make mistakes effort by, by that organization. Well, what's interesting about Zane Smith's car, too, is like, he was saying that that's pretty much his truck crew. Yeah, it's um, crew chief and everything, yeah. And so that's, you know, they've been having to sort of do double duty. Double duty. Yeah. Like they're trying to get his truck ready. Um and <laughs> they're trying to get his car ready also and that's a lot going on. I but, guess they're happy. They they are probably the one team that's happy there is no like cup practice leading into the like practice, you know, into the 500. Well, now they're, I mean, yeah. they're going to have a busy day on Friday. Yeah. Well, the trucks are done. I mean, trucks qualify and that's it though. I mean, there's not I think they're they yeah. don't have to worry about impound. They're impounded, so. Well, they're still going to have a long day. The crew, I mean. Oh, yeah, the crew, yeah. Take a nap. Be here long. Yeah, take a nap. Take a nap. If they can find a place to Maybe do you can give them the ear motel. Yeah, well, they're welcome to it. They're welcome to <laughs> I it. I can't believe you did that. I'll give them the key, which is, by the way, a real key, not like a. <laughs> it's like 1988. <laughs> Are there, like, uh, blood stains on, like, the sheets? There's stains. I don't think they're blood. Oh. There's definitely stains. And on the pillows. And on the towels. And the washcloths, and in the shower. Oh, my stomach just curled. <laughs> oh, so there's one thing you don't skimp on. It's it's hotels. I'm not skimping. This is the company's paying for it. First of all, our so, company is not cheap. Jeff. No, we're not. But I thought I would opt for location <laughs> for the first three. This is just for the first three nights, and then I'm moving farther away yeah. to a better hotel. The last three nights, but we're we, we're here late at night. Look, right now it's approaching midnight. Yeah, I know. I, and so I didn't want to have a, a far drive. And I was like, I'll get a, a beach, you know, hotel. So it's cheap. It's cheap. And, you know, do that first three nights. No, no big deal. Uh, does great reviews. Fine. But here's, here's my question. Okay. There's a container, like a full container of like Morton salt, like the one that you would buy and like you pop the tap, the tab yeah, yeah. open the or blue, whatever. The blue Morton salt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The so that one. is sitting in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, opened. Well, okay. What does that mean? Why, why would they put an open container of salt? Maybe they took a salt bath. No, but like, is that like a trick to get rid of roaches? Or like it smells salt? I, like I don't know. I don't stand and dive joints like this that I yeah. have to worry about this. So this is not a this is not a me problem right now. I, I don't There's know. There's also four air fresheners. One's yeah, well. a plug-in and then three are just like around the room <laughs> open. <laughs> you should but do, I don't know why. You should do like a, uh, a Google search. There's probably been a homicide at your motel in the last six months. It has good reviews. They didn't, none of yeah, the reviews said, like, I was having a great stay until there was a murder here or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, well, no one said that. No one said in your reviews that there were seven holes in my ceiling and that you know there's stains on my mattress and pillow. So you must have missed that review. And also, don't you think it's weird? Like, I, I get, you know, okay, somebody made a mistake. Whoever was cleaning the room, they left their wallet and keys in my room on on the dresser. When I checked in, there okay. was a wallet and keys um, on the dresser, and I, I returned it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the office was closed. Due to Valentine's Day. This is Who 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Valentine's by the way. <laughs> well, they said we're closed in observance of Valentine's Day. So they put a, <laughs> no, I'm not making this up. It's a national holiday. No. So I had to call, and they said there's a lockbox on your room. Here's the code. Yeah. So I opened the lockbox. Key was inside. Then I called them back, and I said, there's a wallet and keys in my room, and it's this person's name. They said, I'll just put it in the mailbox outside. I was like the mail, like the ma- like anybody could just open it. I'm like, are you sure you want me to put it in the mailbox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it tomorrow. So I, I hope that person got their wallet and their keys back. I want to do a deep dive on why they close on Valentine's. She said we're closed in observance. Of I understand Day. that. I just like what is she like a hot date or something? I think she wanted to go out. I, don't know. Yeah, I respect the that hotel owner. I guess I don't know. It's clearly a family-run place. I guess. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally got sidetracked. It's Who's the favorite on Sunday? <laughs> Sunday. Well, it's a Ford, right? I don't. I, well, okay. Here's the thing. You would think so, right? Like a Blaney or somebody like Blaney, that. Logano, it feels Amarola, like a Blaney. Yeah, I mean, sure. Fords in general. They're sure. Gillen. But look at what Christopher Bell did at the end of that. For, first of all, sitting here now, we have extremely very little information. The first duel, they didn't race at all, except the last lap. Yeah, that was the only time they actually like raced. And but on that last lap, Christopher Bell made a move like by himself, and nobody really helped him, and Bell's he kind of really like good. stuck up there. And then after duel number two, Denny Hamlin tweeted, "I love my car in all capital letters, L O V E." And Bubba was making moves too in duel number one at the end, especially he was coming. Now they don't have much help. No, and right? he was, he they didn't have any, he didn't have, he had very little help, but he was making moves on his own. He passed Harrison Burton by himself pretty much. And he was running second for a good chunk of that, too. So, But one thing, you know, Denny Hamlin told Travis Pastrana. So Pastrana was shopping this around, right? Mm-hmm. Like he had some funding to try to get into the Daytona yeah. 500. And he, I guess, was talking to different teams or he something. Was. And he said that the one pitch that Denny made to him was, it wasn't just like, yeah, yeah, we'll take your money. We'll give you a car. It was, we need you. Mm-hmm. to get in the 500 and help our team yeah, the numbers because team. we need another Toyota, right? And he said, Hamlin said to Pastrana, I've seen you drive loose and everybody else is going to want to stay away from you because you're you're going to be hanging on to that thing and wheeling that thing. But I've seen you drive. You have car control. I'll draft with you. You, I know you can help us. And that sold Pastrana essentially on this. Um, so that extra Toyota, maybe that makes a difference. I it Probably does. I mean, it, that's the thing with Toyotas. Like it, it bit them two years ago. They they lost the 500 because uh, of strategy a little bit, and they didn't have numbers. You know, when you looked at the Ford teams, this is two years ago. Ford had a strength in numbers. They pitted well. Toyotas didn't. They lost the draft. They weren't able to get up there and make any moves. 
And that's what you hear when you come here from them is like, we just don't have the number of cars. And this is why Toyota's president of racing, David Wilson, has said recently, we are looking to add teams because we just can't operate with six cars anymore. We just can't. It's This is no longer, they always believed in less is more, right? And now it's become more is better. And they're looking to add because when you come to these speedway races, you need more. And that they are disadvantaged. And so the Matic Pastrana certainly is, is one thing. We've seen it before, though, too, with the Gaunt brothers when they ran here, when they ran part-time. And so they've always tried to bring in that reinforcements, if you will. And this is, this is the latest instance of that. So it's, it, you know, it's interesting though. So we're, we're sitting here and we're like, okay, Ford's, you know, that we, we feel like they have strength, of course, as they've shown. And then we're talking about Toyotas. What about the Chevrolets? Can't forget them. Cobbush look good. RCRs are always, always, RCR always built fast cars here. So I don't know. It's just, the Fords looked really good. They were fast. They've been fast. There's been a lot of talk about how their new nose, the new nose is going to benefit them. And they have. I, I, I am one of those people. I don't know. How, we've talked about this before, but I am one of those people. Like, yes, there's super. There's luck in super speedway racing. I, we're not going to deny that. But there's a re, like there's some, there's a reason a lot of the guys win these races. And if you look at the Ford camp, Keslowski, Logano, Blaney, Harvick, like there's some really good speedway racers here. I think this is Blaney's year. I say I this, I've been picking Ryan Blaney to win this race, for, honest to God, since like 2015. I don't think I've picked him. I have many times. I don't think I, so. Maybe. I think he was my pick last year. I picked him in uh, 2019. He led the most laps. And I mean, he is, he, people don't realize how good he is in these races. Like, he really, really is. He almost won Talladega last year. He's, he's been, he almost won this race last year. And, He's he's due. He's really really due. Um, he he said the other day like he's got to figure out a way to close out races a little bit better, and that's on him. He's you know forward thinking a little bit, and and so he's he's good. He's really good here. I mean, if he's there at the end, he's he's hung, he's and he's kind of got a. I don't want to speak for him because I mean, he hasn't even said this, but you have to kind of wonder like after last year, right? Like you kind of like kind of say right, I'm out for me. Like I'm gonna know, be more selfish. I'm a little bit be more selfish, and you're like I played the good wingman last year. It cost me. I got stuffed in the wall. I'm out for me this year. Like I, I helped Joey last year win the championship. Or I don't want to say helped him win the championship, but he, you know, he was he helped him. I think you know, uh, at Phoenix, right? Like I was a good wingman. I was always there. It's like I'm out for me now. <laughs> you know, I gotta be a little bit more selfish. Yeah, I mean, I I could see that. I I think that it's certainly if he's in a situation running late again with one of his teammates um, coming down the last lap or something, you would think it's. You're not my teammates anymore. And I know Roger Penske does not want those cars to crash like Logano and Kozlowski no. did, you know, a few years ago. But I don't know, man. I mean, like, you, you can't you can't let these opportunities go by. You never know when you're going to get them. We've, we've, we've talked about – I mean, drivers have referenced all week. I mean, you talk about all the, the legendary names that never won this race. I mean, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace – Never won the Daytona 500. Not. And, and there's no guarantees that you will. Chase Elliott's never won. Get another chance. Race. Kyle still, Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle Larson. I mean, there's a lot of. Martin Drex Jr. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really good drivers. Yep. I mean, this is. A, this is. A, I will say, though, that maybe I'm wrong, but this year the field seems. It just seems. It feels really strong. Um, like, for instance. In years past, you get an open car in and, you know, it's Brendan gone and he's a great 
super speedway racer, right? Mm -hmm. um, but he kind of is one of the ones more that would like take advantage of other people wrecking, and he mm -hmm. ends up, you know, getting toward the top ten at the end or something. Well, this year you've got like a Jimmy Johnson in the field who's okay. one Daytona 500 and is a seven-time champion. You know that that's a you know you're getting that guy into the field now. You are getting the number fifty car in, yeah. But um, you know, the fifty, um, the seventy-eight, the fifty-one, fifteen. 50, well, 15 now, he's got to get a completely 15, new 15, thing, 51, 15, 78, 77. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still inspired. I mean, they should have a decent car for yeah. 500. But, but yeah, but I mean, like, aside from those cars, I mean, uh, I, I would say, I mean, who who can you really rule out? Aside from those, like, can you rule out anybody? Like, oh, that guy, that guy. Can't I don't know. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't really. It's hard to rule out. Any, like I mean, the names we mentioned. I think you can fairly say that they're probably likely not going to win. But I feel like in these races, while I just I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit. Like you do have to keep an open mind. We've seen Trevor Bain win here in his second career start. We saw Michael McDowell. While it wasn't a surprise, he's also it's fair to say an underdog. We saw last year Austin Cindric win. Like these things do happen. So well, but okay, I I agree that. You know, there there is a, a way to be an elite super speedway racer, and and those are the people you see up front, running up front, controlling the races and stuff. Now, there's no guarantee, yeah, that you will finish there because you can do everything can, right and still be, yeah, you get taken out from the lead. Yep. I mean, Kyle Busch got taken out from the lead tonight. He did. Um. So that's that's not an indictment of your your skill, though. I mean, you can put yourself in position, and then nothing. You know, it, it, it's not of your own doing. But so. That's when that's when the weird things happen. The weird winners happen, right? Um, but you know, I I just uh, I mean, I think there's 30 guys that could win this. I mean, it's I feel like they could maybe say more. Every, you could say it every year, though. I feel I don't think it's any different. Well, they all have the same stuff. I mean, sure, but it, it, this is again, it's a speedway race. You don't know. We, we you know, there's gonna be a big crash or probably three. The guys are gonna get taken out. It's about putting yourself in position, hoping you get lucky, and being there at the end. So. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think that the the race will go any like so? Last year, um, I believe there was a big crash early, and um, no, I'm trying to think. I'm just no, I'm just trying to recall. Oh, maybe I'm getting my years mixed up. I don't know. Uh, so two years ago what was the big what Truex and Almarola got knocked out early. Bell got taken out. Yeah, two years ago. Remember that Almarola came into this race won his duel, which is kind of appropriate. Won his duel came in this race was kind of looked at as the favorite. Truex was really happy with his car, and then a big wreck knocked those guys out. Blaney got knocked out really early, and then it just you know. Maybe I'm thinking of that one. I don't know. I guess well, my point was going to be that if there's a big wreck early, the rest of the race is often calm until toward the end. Um, if it's calm early, then the second half of the race, like the last 50 or so is total chaos. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like these races kind of play out like things are going to happen during the race. Then they're going to settle in, right? You're going to log some laps and then like 50 laps to go, it's going to be all hell breaks loose and then it's going to be, but, caution, but it depends wreck. what happens early though. Like I'm, it's, it's just like with the duels, like usually if there's a calm one, one duels calm, the other one's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it feels like the field sort of sees what happened in one and say, ah, we can do that differently. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know. It, it just, the race never seems to have sort of like, uh, like a common theme, sort of like it's 
one way, then another way, and then crazy. Who's your pick? Well, I mean, I, I think I will go Blaney. I, I would say I give consideration, and I said this before um, tonight, so now it sounds like I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but I think Almirola would be sort of like the dark horse pick. I, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I guess he's a dark horse. It doesn't feel like a dark He should be a dark horse, but he's not a name that people probably think of. I mean, he's not like a playoff driver. But no, so. but he's a, he is a very good speedway racer. For sure, for sure. Um, are we out on Justin Haley? We haven't mentioned him in a bit. Yeah, Haley's he's, good. Haley's good in these races. Uh, Senhouse is good in these races. Like I, I really like William Byron in these races. He's always a factor. He just doesn't always finish. Not no fault of his own. I, I like Bubba Wallace. Yeah. He's finished twice, second twice in this race. Finished second last year in the third closest finish in, in 500 history. Like He is really, really good in these races. He is he's just got a uh, presence and like his head is on his shoulders like he's got a focus about him like could denny win a fourth oh denny absolutely could win a fourth, fourth especially when he's Daytona sitting there tweeting in all caps i just saw it like tweeting yeah. i love my car yeah like oh denny can win a fourth like he's and then he gets in rarefied air if he gets he wins a fourth that's wow yeah that would be something i mean that's 50 wins too right because if he's at 49 right now isn't he uh sure i don't yeah maybe <laughs> i mean we only just did a 75 i think he's at 49 wins so i think it, this would be 50 which is you know a pretty exclusive club and yeah that'd be interesting well our panel of experts already said he's a top 20 driver in oh, yeah, history so i don't even think that's up for debate like he's first ballot hall of famer easy so Though they didn't matt kenseth didn't get in the hall of fame this first ballot which is ludicrous maybe you should be a voter you should be a voter wow that's not gonna happen Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, anyway, so what else from, uh, you know, do you want to talk about before this, this race kicks off? Um, what track house locking up both their drivers? Yeah. Contract extension news. Um, we've got, you know, on media day, on media day morning, Daniel Suarez yep. press release comes out. Hey, Daniel Suarez back from multi-year deal. Then there's like a whole press conference for Ross Chastain. Oh, like press conferences, all the monitors in the video, all the monitors, video, <laughs> all the like, monitors in the in the in the press room though were all like Trackhouse logo, like yeah, like the whole thing. It was like one of those movies where like every TV yeah. changes to like uh, somebody making a special announcement. The only thing I missed it was like him walking in with like trumpets and like a well, red carpet. He had carpet. his entire like extended family. Yeah, it was like a, he invited the whole city apparently. Yeah. I'm not uh, kidding when I say that. He like literally said like half the city's here. Yeah, I mean they all came. He brought a so, watermelon. Yeah, he had a big big fanfare for his, but they they said his contract is like going to leave him gray in the beard, like yeah. he's going to be there so long. So yeah. good. For, I mean, look, uh, it was smart for them to to lock really him smart because there's some possibilities out there, and they're building something. It's going to be interesting to see. We we kind of had this conversation earlier. Is like, they, I mean, they had a great year last year by any measure, right? No one expected that. Now, like. You have to follow that up, right? I mean, you you can't if you if you take a big step back this year, people are gonna look at oh fluke, one year wonder kind of thing. Like you you have to do something this year to kind of firmly establish yourself as a great team, and that is what makes a Joe Gibbs Racing and a Penske and a Hendrick is they do it year in and year out, and they always find a way. 
now track houses up then because it kind of reminds me of like Chip Ganassi racing. And well, which, that's what they used to be. I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> ironic, but it's funny. Like Ganassi, though, every once in a while would pop up, right? They'd have that year, and you're like, oh man, they finally figured it out. Like they're doing it. They win these races, Daytona, Indy, Sterling Marlin needs the points, and you're like, okay. And then the next year, what happens? Completely the other direction, and it's just you know, yeah, like McMurray won crown, you know, multiple yeah. crown jewels in a year, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, finally, and then they nothing, yeah. you know, and so. That's the thing, though. That is what makes great organizations is year in and out. And now the onus is on track host to say, listen, last year was last year. We're going to do it again. And we've got to follow up. The sequel is always harder than the original. Yeah. So um, uh, in other contract extension news. Bowman. Alex Bowman. Yeah. Staying at Hendrick. Hendrick's got their lineup secured for a while. They do. I mean, at least three. Bowman got a three-year deal, so he's... Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of on. Chase got a longer deal, so but they're in a good spot. I mean, sponsors too. Ally five years, which is for a sponsor in this day and age, is rare. Um, that's huge. They're in a really good spot there with young drivers. Smart to lock up Bowman in the sense that you look at the landscape and it's who are you going to go get, right? I mean, Alex is a good team guy. He's a good locker room guy. Sponsor likes him. He's just it's a perfect fit. So makes sense there. And and. You kind of wonder, like, Penske's now got Blaney and Sindrick and Logano all under contract. They seem set. You know, Penske, I'm sorry, uh, J- JGR, you know, Hamlin presumably is, is said he's going to sign a contract extension. And you know, the big question there is obviously what happens with Truex, but they, they seem like they're in a good spot. And that comes back to Stuart Haas Racing, like, yeah. which is we've talked a lot about in this podcast. Like, your options if you're SHR and you're looking at who's going to replace Kevin Harvick, Keeps getting smaller and smaller. Well, and you've got, um, you know, Amarol is going to leave in the next year or two Possibly, as well. yeah. And, um, and, and I kind of, I mean, jump, you cut you off. Then he may be, take Smithfield with him, right? Like, Smithfield may leave. And if they leave and Anheuser-Busch leaves, we don't know their status. Like, all of a sudden, you've got to replace two drivers and two major sponsors. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I, I, I think it's fascinating to, because who do you go get? And and maybe that's part of the thing that these teams are, are eager to lock people up now. I mean, look what happened with Reddick, right? Um, RCR ends up letting him get away. Um, and you know, and another team signed him two years early. Now he ends up going there, yep. you know, because of the sequence of events, you know, he ends up going there the next year, but still like, I wonder if teams are looking around going, Ooh, you know, because for a while there, it seemed like the teams were going to have the advantage. Like everybody was starting to be on like one year deals. Yeah. We're like, oh, there's going to be a massive silly season every year. There's going to be drivers moving all over major teams, all this stuff. Um, now it seems to be shifting back toward the drivers a little bit because there's not as many qualified drivers. Just like we're talking about with SHR, we're like, well, who are they going to get? Yeah. Who are they, who's going to be the successor for the four car? I don't know. There's not somebody in the Xfinity series right now you look at and like, oh, that that's a can't-miss guy. There, there's some guys that you look at and say, yeah, I could see it. Like maybe maybe if a John Harneyman check is a great year, like all of a sudden he's a player. Or I'm higher on him than other people are, but like a Sam Mayer, if he, like he's been hyped a lot. He comes in and has like a big year and finally figures it out, kind of like a Gregson did. Maybe he becomes a player, but – there's not really anybody there down there right now. You're like, oh, that 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 kid is it. Like Toyota doesn't have anybody really in their prospects pipeline. Um, Ford doesn't have anybody. I mean, Penske doesn't have a Xfinity program right now. I mean, it's just there's just a, a dearth of really talented young guys. Yeah, I mean, I, Josh Berry. I, I yeah, know. maybe. I mean, yeah. I guess if you if you want to go that, I'm not saying you can't, but. Yeah, it, you know, Zane Smith is is a name that the one name is 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 Zane Smith, like, right? And, of course, but Ford, but he's under contract to Ford, and yeah. so. You know, but also, like as as 
he seems to have a bright future, but is he ready to like take over the number four car, for instance? Yeah, or, and, and I know? will say, and he's under he's front row. His, he's a front row guy. So is how do you make that right with front row? And and so it'll be yeah. interesting. RJ. Well, it, it's almost like so you know for so long, um, you know the Cup drivers were just dominating Xfinity series, and mm-hmm. you know the whole names are made here thing. Like you couldn't really. You know, it was it was a joke, right? Yeah. Like, because names weren't being made, and Cup drivers were winning like all but three races a year or something mm-hmm. in Xfinity. Well, now since they put the limits on, you know, you've had all these Xfinity guys come along and win chunks of races—five, six, seven, eight races a year—and as soon as they do that, they're all being elevated, right? Um, whether it's Reddick, Sindrick, mm-hmm. um, Gregson, Briscoe, Almondinger. Um, and so now you look back at the Xfinity series and the truck series too, and you're like, well, like you were saying, who, who's, who's there? It's going to take more time for these guys to establish themselves and learn. There's not, you know, obvious sort of next people, um, as we stand here today anyway. And so that affects cup because as these veterans are stepping away, whether it's, you know, potentially Truex, we know Harvick, potentially Almarola, um, like what? what happens? Where do they, where do these teams go? And, and it's, it's fascinating because there's just not, it suddenly seems like there's just a lack of, uh, qualified people. So. And a lot of young drivers have come up in the last few years, right? You had Bell, you had Custer, you had Briscoe. Custer's a name to keep an eye on. Um, you also had Ty Gibbs come up this year. Noah Gregson. You've, you've just had kind of this, kind of a, a, a flood of young guys that have done well and moved up. And when you do that, though, you are going to inevitably kind of hit a little bit of a lull, and that's where it's at, at right now. Another question for you. Uh-huh. Dark Horse. Give me a Dark Horse winner on Sunday. Well, I, I said Almarola, but you said that doesn't count. I don't, I don't think he's a Dark Horse. People think he, he's good in these races. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't be – if Almarola wins on Sunday, that you would be like – Okay, it's kind of he just won the duel. Like, I mean, how you know that's not yeah, dark horse. The year that McDowell won, and you had you had predicted that as your long shot pick. Yeah, that wasn't necessarily surprising, but it was still a dark horse, right? Yeah, I mean, but he also drives for a small team, and like he never yeah. won a race before. Almarola's got two plate or two speedway wins. He's he's All got right, a couple okay, duel so wins. Not a dark horse. Well, then I guess Haley. Haley's good. It'd be fun. Good well, story. What's, what's your picks? <sighs> I'm looking. <laughs> I was hoping to buy time. I like Eric Jones. Eric Jones is as the the dark winner horse of the race. Yeah, well, he's not a dark horse. You don't think he's a dark horse? He won the Southern 500 last year. Okay. I mean, if you're yeah, it's fair. And I mean, he's won at Daytona before. He has won at Daytona in the, in the July race. He just he's not he in won the Clash at Daytona too. <laughs> yeah, his car. Was that car faster than the 50 car today? If it's being pushed by his lap down, say. yeah, but he's not. I mean, I guess you're, you're right. If we're going by the standard, like he's just not somebody. Like if he wins on Sunday, people are like, "Whoa," you know. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, that's uh, all right. How about Gillen? Oh, I got one. LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, who was really good tonight, by the way. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like he's always in contention, but do we know what his strategy is going to be yet? Because even though he's going to get a good starting spot because yeah. he had a good run in the in the, um, in the duel, um, couldn't you see him dropping back for much of the race? That's what they typically do. Yeah. And then he sort of picks off positions at the end. Yeah, so he talked about that yeah. on his media day, and I'm trying to find the quote. I mean, he's, he talked about how this year he's going to try to be different and not just, you know, years past, like you said, 
wait until the wrecks happen, pick your way through, leave there with a top 10 finish. And he was like, no, like I need to come here with the mentality of I need to compete for the win, which means I can't wait until the end to kind of make my move. I need to put myself in position before that. Yeah. Well, on his podcast, he talked about um, shaving his neck. Did you hear that? No, I did not. That's They, they, they talked about how um, he wants his guys to. Oh, not his neck. They're... Oh, yeah, yeah. The ne- Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I had him on the serious show. He talked about that. Yeah. The, like the back of his neck or something. No, no, no. It's underneath. You don't want oh, the neck. You want to look. You don't want right, to look for victory lane. Yeah, photos. you want to look good. Yes. So when you leave the when their team leaves the 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 hotel on Sunday, right? Make sure that you look good because you have to expect you're going to be in victory lane celebrating right. when you get your photo. You want to be you know all spiffed up. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's your, they're, it's they're your under, that. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I, I, I was thinking the, the the back of no, the, no, like, no. You want the neck beard, man. You oh, want the neck look, beard. You I, good, I, you know? I got that going a lot. You want the, you want to let the uh, what do they call it the the, the you want to let the chest breathe. You want the, the thirst trap. I don't think that's what that was. No, no, man. You no. Gotta look good. That was just lane. an excuse for you to unbutton. I'm so glad our podcast listeners couldn't see you. We should do YouTube. Just it might, now. We need a YouTube. We should do. A we, YouTube. Need, we need YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Where would we have set up a YouTube tonight? We just put our little phones right here. We could have done that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, what else should we talk about? I mean, we usually go an hour, and it's only been 47 minutes. So, I mean, you know, mm. it's late. We're not going anywhere anyway. I, I mean, I don't want to spend time. I got to rush back I don't know to about you. I know. Some of us have work to do tonight, Jeff. This is work. I can't, Well, besides this, great job, I've got more work. work. I love my job. I wake up every day excited, but I do have to write. I have to edit all the uh, foul language you said out of this podcast. I don't swear. <laughs> you have a terrible sailors sailor that is man. not you swear more than i barely swear you swear all the time i've i hear you swear all the time as soon as the pot the microphone goes <laughs> off it's terrible you guys shouldn't be around jordan that's yeah kids, <laughs> kids especially yeah no he actually doesn't swear i always feel bad swearing around jordan because he doesn't swear back no. so i'm like cursing and i'll like express my anger about something and I don't get the same level back. My mom raised me right, Jeff. Well, oh, my mom's my mom, by the way, did not like that you called them old for the Super Bowl. And by the way, she did come over. My parents did come over and help me um watch watch the kids, help my me and my wife watch the kids. So I did get to watch more of the Super Bowl. She wanted me to tell you that. Okay. How old are they? Well, it doesn't matter. It's like seventy? It doesn't matter. Oh, that's old. I'm not gonna say my mom's age on the podcast. They're old. My parents are old. My my, my mom is not gonna appreciate the old part telling you she wanted me to tell you this <laughs> she listens to the podcast i appreciate that she doesn't like when you are mean to me first of all have you, have you talked to her about how you're mean to me oh has she said anything about that anyway uh, <laughs> your son's mean and that's you should see what he's like off the air i was i was uh, uh I, 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 no go ahead go ahead i was mean to you about something today because i said i told you so about something yeah and 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 you said I should go on a, a revenge tour. tour. You, you didn't know what a revenge tour was? No, I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And you're like, you should tell everybody that you were right. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. The only person I tell that I was right and brag about that is you. Well, is. I just troll you for that. Yeah. Um, I don't go and tell the whole world. Oh, I was right. Look at me. Look at me. Because nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be reminded. <laughs> like, I'll tell people. I think it's funnier to tell people I was wrong. Like with the track house thing last year, and be like, oh my god, like wow, I really missed this. And everybody like, let's all make fun of me together. Rather than me being like, oh, do you remember this prediction? I nailed that one. You should, you should really it, you should listen keep to a me. Tally of all the things you get wrong, when you hit hit on something, you should you know let people know. No, I don't think that's no. You don't need to. Do, other people can remember if they want to. I'm not going to remind people that I was right. Except you, I will remind you. That's what I was saying. Um, 
you know, because we're good like that. So if that's mean, then, then, then I'm mean. We've gotten totally off track here. Are, are there nothing else to talk about? For no, I'm duels? looking at the Toy, Corey oh. LaJoy transcript about what he said. And he's like, we need to come here. Um, basically, what we kind of said is like, we're going to come here. We need to, if we're going to have a chance to win, we need to put ourselves in position to do that. Okay. And, you know, not just kind of cherry pick our way up through the crashes. You know, it's very difficult to tell who's going to be good at all because we just don't have much information yet. We haven't seen, I mean, yeah, we saw the duels, but most of the duels were not, um, you know, a lot of evidence of what could be to come. Um, I just think we're just falling back on the usual suspects and we're just guessing like we always do. So that's, that's our right. analysis. That's our expert analysis. Yeah. We're experts. Grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, anyway, your phone dropped. I just lost my phone. Ooh, that makes me cringe. You know what though? Here's the thing. It wasn't on my motel room floor. <laughs> okay. It was on the floor of the oh. driver's meeting room. So tell me safe. you like leave your shoes on. Yes, the whole time. When a roach went across the floor last night, my shoes a, were already on. You had a roach? Yes. Oh. I was eating Wawa on the bed because I was so like, I was like, I'm not even leaving the oh. bed. I was just like, this, this is the safe spot up on the bed. So all as I was eating the Wawa, um, I've been there three times already, like, and I'll probably go a fourth time after this podcast. But um, a, a roach just like scurried out and went right across the floor. And since my shoes were still on, I just oh. ran over and bam, got it. Did you take off your shoe like you did at Bristol? No. Oh, with that bug in Bristol. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was. Oh. Yeah, no, I just stomped it um, and I kicked it over by the other like dead roach that was already in there when I had checked in. So I'm not making this up like this is a, I'm not even exaggerating. No, I know there is. I'm I will put money any wager that there is somebody been killed in your room at some point in the last 10 years. Well, 10 years is a long time. Stuff happens. <laughs> Apparently, the, what doesn't happen is them washing the sheets. <laughs> I think they've been washed. Maybe. I don't know with what. And maybe they didn't use detergent. But <laughs> anyway, uh, one more night. One more one night. More night. If I've made it to hospital. Sunday on this podcast, I've gotten to a better <laughs> hotel. got eaten by roaches. So. Uh, all right. So your pick to win is Blaney. Your yeah. Almirola is another guy you like. And then. And then Haley. And I Haley. Guess my yeah. Horse. That's good. And what are yours? Uh, Baba and Byron are kind of my two guys I've got circled. And then Jones. I, I do like Jones. He did almost win Talladega last year. He's good in these races. Um, and then I, I like LaJoy. LaJoy was impressive tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. But who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We really don't know. Sorry. Don't uh, don't bet on, uh, even though we're probably going to do a betting post and say, here's our picks. Well, like I mean, did. I would say, like, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't put all your money on one driver. What I would do is take your money and divide it up and like five bucks here, 10 bucks here. And like, you know, and that you've got a chance, well, sure, that's especially with the odds, risk management and all cash yeah. management, pay, pay, uh, bankroll management uh, is what they call it in the gambling parlance, I think. Um, but one thing that I, I do think people should look at is, is try to, you know, just look for value in, in betting on somebody in the top 10. If you're betting for somebody to win, the odds are like, just like we're sitting here guessing, I mean, you don't have that much of a chance. Even top three is difficult, and you're not getting much value there probably. But if you could be like, oh, LaJoy, top 10, there's probably some plus value there. That's that's what I would look at. I mean, and the matchups too, you know, when it's the one-on-one type of matchups they have going, that's, you know, that's that's where you could look at for value. We'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a post, I'm sure, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Although Jordan um, did pick mcdowell 
mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. So good for you. Ah, get lucky. Blind squirrel. Find the nut. You see, you should go on uh, your your tour and tell everybody about about this about your great picks. <laughs> I, I had Bell as my uh, breakout guy last year, and you picked Logano. I picked Logano with the championship. <laughs> see, you you're the one that should be. You should oh, be like, trust oh. me, I got receipts. I know all of my receipts. I, I got it all. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have receipts when you're wrong. <laughs> Do you remember them? Yeah, I just sent you one today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh man, I, right. when I was writing that story, by the way, like I knew, like I was like. I haven't even said which story it is, so don't give it away. For why people go read it, it's a huh? safety story. Okay, I don't Jordan wrote a safety story. He did. I mean, look, he did a great job in the story. First of all, he went to the safety summit. This is on the Athletic. He went to the NASCAR safety summit where all the safety workers train, right? And one of the big issues was they were practicing on how to flip over cars. Um, you know, like as with the Chris Busher incident last year, and. I, at the time, was like all pissed off and outraged that it took him too, way too long to flip Busher over. And at the time, you would, you know, we had argued. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple things there. Like, the, the recovery time to flip him over, I agree. Like, it took too long. But the idea of like, oh, you can just, it's not, I take umbrage a little bit. It's not, you can't just flip it over. There is a science to it. And that's where I look back and looked. And like, there is a little bit of like, it's just flip them over. It's like, no, like you, there is a right way to do it. You can't just flip the car over because you can injure the driver. Anyway, a lot of the quotes on Jordan's story, which I definitely <laughs> recommend you read, were NASCAR saying like, oh yeah, we took this way too it long yeah. and we need to pick this up and we need to improve this. And they were saying all the reasons why. It was a very interesting story, honestly. I learned a lot. But uh, I did anyway. too. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I went to this thing and, and I learned so many little nuggets that I didn't think about of like when, you know, a car is on the track crash, they have a safety vehicle basically act as a blocker to make sure that nobody can hit it. Our example, another example I learned is like when Bubba Wallace last year at Vegas was walking down the front stretch, when a driver starts walking on the, on the on a hot track, they will have a safety truck come up and basically act as a shield as well, which is something I didn't think about. There's all these, these little nuggets about safety that you can tell like this is nascar takes a lot gets a lot of arrows slung at it for its safety and responses and everything else but when i went there like you do realize like how much time and effort and energy is put into like making sure they can be as best as they can you know be not saying the execution is always perfect because you can read the story and that that is talked about but you can tell like this is much more thorough and detailed than maybe we sometimes give them credit for of course, we also, uh, as you know, we talked about it on a podcast a couple weeks ago now, but um, our NASCAR 75 Greatest Drivers series is complete. Um, you know, please go see all the voting and everything. Um, we have four different pieces for that. Um, we obviously have more coverage we've been doing during the week as well. The first 12 questions of the year is with Joey Logano. Um, <laughs> Here's the, the question you have in there about, it's so good, the advice. I don't I, know if we can I, give it away or we can't give it away, right? Uh, well, I mean, no, I can say that, I, I mean, I'm happy. one of my questions this year is that, um, is I, I'm asking, I, I'm at, I, well, I, I've tweeted about it yeah, and I asked people for, um, to give me dear Abby slash Ann Landers type like advice column questions. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to have the drivers answer them and I'm going to change and it'll be a different question each week for the drivers. Right. And I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but the, the, the question for Logano was basically like, um, Hey, like I've, I've uh, been together with my wife for 11 years, been married for four. We have a great, healthy, loving relationship full of respect. Um, but one thing is that she, uh, puts the, the 
spoons or the utensils with peanut butter on them in the dishwasher. Yeah, rinse the um, damn silverware. And, you know, this person was upset because they wanted to, uh, you know, they say that the, the peanut butter gets all over the yeah, utensils. Yeah, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't come off if you let it right. harden. Yeah. And, and you know, what despite, savages? despite the masking their wife to uh, give a little pre-wash, she won't do it. And so, you know, what should this person do uh, about uh, this dilemma that they have, right? Yeah. And uh, so Logano, he gave a great answer. He talked for like two minutes. He gave like a two-minute answer. advice answer. He's much nicer than I am. Uh, I would have so, put it on her pillow. <laughs> anyway, so that that's going to be a lot of fun this year. Oh, you dropped your phone now. I did. Wow. I did. See, this is what happens. Wow, double phone drops. I know. Okay. This my, is not- when I did not do dishes as a kid, my mom would take the dirty dishes and put them in my bed. Stop. No, true story. I did to my roommate once too. Wait. So your mom would take your dirty dishes from dinner. Yep. If I didn't do them, like with like leftover. Yep. Whatever, and put them in my bed. On them and. Yeah. In the bed. Like on my bed, in my bed, yeah. And I had a roommate who is a complete like I am a clean freak, and my I've only had a roommate once in my life, and he was my best friend, my best friend Bob. He's a absolute. God bless him. He's a pig pen. Just an absolute pig pen. And he wouldn't, he didn't do it. He kept leaving the dishes out, like piling up in the sink. And I'm like, the hell with this. And I, so I took him and threw him in his bed. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what happens. We had a chore board too. Like I made him do chores. <laughs> Not kidding. I, I'm, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> wow. This is a quite the revelation here. A chore board for your roommate? Yeah. Because otherwise he wouldn't do anything, and I don't do. I don't. What was his reaction when you put the dishes in his bed? He was not pleased, but I said, "This is what happens." What was his? What, did he retaliate? Was no, there, nothing. I mean, like he, he knew it was coming. I warned him, and he's like, "Okay, he's a real mild mannered guy." So, and you're still friends? He's my best friend. Yeah, I'm gonna be his best man at his wedding. You're going to a wedding. Oh yeah, weddings are great, man. I like going to weddings. Oh, you just don't like getting married. I don't like getting married. I like going to weddings. I open bars. Bridesmaids. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that on the podcast. <laughs> it's a kids show, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, it's a kids kids friendly. Anyway, oh boy, this has really gotten derailed. Uh, anyway, well, I mean, this is this is not a, a true post race episode, so we can have more leeway than usual. I, guess. I need to go right. Oh, you're anxious. See, I'm. I'm. I'd sit here all night. I just don't want to yeah, go back you to my hotel. Write. I'm slow writer. I'm a horribly slow writer. If, if I, I had a nicer <coughs> place, I'd be eager to go back and sleep. Right I don't, now, but. I'm going to be here until five a.m. No, don't do that to yourself, Jordan. Yeah, nobody's going to read the story at five a.m. anyway. Just write tomorrow. I don't. I'm busy tomorrow. I've got other stuff to do. What are you busy with? I got a Formula One star. I got to write too. Oh, our Formula One writers will be here soon, everybody. Okay. Anyway, you can go to the Athletic dot com slash the teardown to subscribe and support our work we'd really appreciate that and we'll be back with you in just a few more days sunday night after the daytona 500 when ryan blaney has won it there you go all right good pick everybody thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time on the teardown